Oh, hello folks, this is Ken David Stewart, back with you again on a Friday afternoon, and as usual, it's story time. So, we're going to go today to my story called Winter Dreams. The next couple of episodes I'm going to read to you uh, right now. Okay, let me just get to my uh, Word document right now. While we're waiting, I hope you're all having a good day. Looking forward to a good weekend. And uh, thank you very much for listening to my podcasts, following my posts. I appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, you know, it helps a lot. I want to keep this blog going. And uh, I'm going to need some help. In terms of some uh, some more views and you know likes and stuff of that nature. Okay, with that being said, but I love doing these things anyway. So, you know, uh, but I do need some help from the public. Let's say. Okay, let's get right down to it today. Um, we're going to today winter dreams and. We're going to find the spot where I left off last time, which was earlier this week, I think. Okay, that looks good. We're getting close to it again. First time I tried this, it kind of screwed up, so I'm going to try it again this time. Okay, Winter Dreams, Episode 14. Whit Chandler was able to procure a 10.30 p.m. ice time slot for Rick's crash course in goaltending. Throughout his whole career, Rick had never had a coach really teach him how to play goal. All he got from them was criticism for his performance. On Wednesday, December 5th, 1967, this suddenly changed. As promised, Coach Reynolds brought along his number one goalie, Brent Peterson. Coach Reynolds told Wick Chandler to stay in the stands and just observe as he and Brent taught Rick. To start off, Coach Reynolds sent Brent to the net. He asked Rick to closely observe Brent's posture and how he always kept his goal stick flat in the ice. Next, Brent demonstrated how he cut down the angles. Brett showed Rick how to stop various uh, and many different kinds of shots. High shots, low shots, slap shots, and wrist shots were all included in Rick's crash training course in the art and science of goaltending. Coach Reynolds put Rick and goal to practice what he just watched Brent do. When the one-hour session was over, Rick was completely exhausted. He was so tired that it took him a long time to take his equipment off. Brent walked up to Rick and sat right down beside him on the bench in the dressing room. I just want to tell you, you did really well out there tonight, kid. But we still have a lot of work to do. Coach Reynolds will book uh, some ice time again for next week. In the meantime, I'm going to give you some homework. Brent handed Rick a copy of Lord, Lord uh, Lloyd Percival's Hockey Handbook. He told Rick to read and study the chapter on goaltending and to start practicing some of the suggested exercises in the book on his own. 
Rick attended and participated in two more private training sessions with uh, Brett Peterson and Coach Reynolds. Rick had absorbed a lot of new strategies to help his individual play. On the Thursday night following his last practice, Rick saw his newly acquired skills start to pay off. The Cougars were playing a team from the north end of the city. The Cougars' opponents were ranked very close to the Cougars in the league standings. Northward's strategy for the game was to intimidate the Cougars with a punishing display of physical confrontation. The Northwood Raiders did everything in their power to engage the Cougar players into fights. They hacked, slashed, tripped, and tried every illegal maneuver to draw the Cougars off their game. The Cougars were a relatively small hockey team that was not known for aggressive play on the ice. The Cougars really only had one player that was a scoring threat, and a Raiders player managed to engage him in a fight during the first period, led to both of them getting expelled from the game and suspended. By the start of the second period, Northwood had the Cougars on the run. The smaller team was by now totally intimidated, and their one scoring threat was out of the game. Cougars now did not believe that they could win this game. Their revised goal was to get out of this arena alive. The game officials appeared to have been bought off by the Northwood Raiders. They refused to call penalties on even the most egregious infractions. Several of the Cougars' white road jerseys now displayed bloodstains. Amazingly, after all this mayhem, the game was still scoreless going into the third period. The reason was the outstanding play of Rick Miller in goal. Rick stopped shots from every conceivable angle, including three breakaways. This heroic effort by the Cougars goalie caused Northwood to become both frustrated and dispirited. It was as if Rick's superb play had drained the fight right out of the Raiders. The Cougars capitalized on some late-game lackadaisical play by Northwood and scored two quick goals. With time running out, the Raiders coach chose to pull their goalie in order to acquire a sixth attacker. This strategy backfired when the Cougars scored an empty net insurance goal. At the final buzzer, the Cougar players left the bench and mobbed Rick. They all knew who had won the game for them. Okay, from our story, I think that's about as much as I'm going to uh, read for today and uh, I certainly hope you enjoyed that at least half as much as I enjoyed uh, reading it <laughs> so we'll go from there okay we shall meet again Ken David Stewart signing off